The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is The Roundtable, a look at the news, views, politics, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Tuesday Morning Roundtable Show with your hosts, Wayne Blair and Rick Hall. We are coming to you every uh, Tuesday morning from the WGNS radio studios here in Murfreesboro, and we got some awesome guests with us today. Good morning, Wayne. How are you, sir? Good morning, Rick. Uh, just uh, seems like every uh, Tuesday we want to talk about football season, and, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, still enjoy that. The uh, fall leaves, uh, you know, falling, and uh, Seems to be cooler. I think uh, I think they're predicting for some potential storms this evening. Pretty so bad we'll ones today. Yeah. Everybody uh, keep their head down. That's so. exactly right. Yeah, I, my yard sure needs the rain. I know they're doing the crops. If y'all have noticed on Nissan Drive over there, the I, I call it the old Lee property, but behind uh, Lake Farm Road and all that. And I thought it was a fire going on, and it was the dust coming off that combine <laughs> back there doing those crops. Wow. But, uh, yeah. So. Yeah, but we're uh, we're blessed to have a, a full house today, and uh, so it's uh, going to be our pleasure to uh, to host uh, uh, three t- Smyrna Town Council members, uh, Carol Peoples, Steve Sullivan, and Tim Morrell. Uh, thought we'd get started uh, this morning, lady and gentlemen. Uh, start with you, uh, Miss Peoples, and let you you know just. Uh, I think we're all homies here, and uh, just uh, tell about your, uh, you know, your upbringing here, and a little background, and uh, just kind of share with the uh, with the radio audience what you'd like to. Okay. Well, good morning, everyone. I am Raquel Peebles, and yes, I am a native of Smyrna, Tennessee. Um, grew up there. Was part of the first graduating class where the high school sits now um, from 1989. So I'm kind of dating myself, but Rick, <laughs> you know that yeah, as well. Yeah, Steve, Rick, you Rick as well. dated himself a couple of times <laughs> yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, then I went off to school at Memphis State um, and got my degree in political science. And then afterwards, I went to law school at Emory in Atlanta and I lived there for about seven years after I graduated and then I moved back home um, in 2003. I opened up a law practice in the town of Smyrna and I've been practicing law there ever since. Um, And I guess my first run for the Smyrna Town Council was 2016 and it was with uh, Steve and, and Tim here and that was my first um, election, and I was one of the top three vote uh, receivers. So I've been on the council now for actually um, a term and a half. So I ran for re-election with Tim and Steve in 2020, and we were re-elected to, um, to continue serving on the Smyrna Town Council. Y'all kind of in a cycle, aren't you? Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, unopposed in 2020, which was really nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was. Rick, Rick and I both understand how that goes yeah. as well. Yeah. So. yeah. Uh, Mr. Sullivan? All right, well, I'm Steve Sullivan. I also, uh, a lot of the things Raquel said applies to me as well. Uh, also a 1989 graduate from Smyrna High School. 
uh, hard to believe that school's 33 years old. They're starting to talk That's about upgrades and replacements, and I'm like, it's still the new high school. What are you talking <laughs> yeah, exactly. about? Well, expansion is <laughs> yeah. what they really need. Yeah. And I want to say this. This is the first. Uh, all three of us grads in 1989, Smyrna High grads, uh, on the radio show here today. It's usually the other way around. It's a lot of Wayne's classmates, so it's good to have three <laughs> yeah. of mine here today. We, we, okay. We can, gang, we can gang up on it. Well, we're starting to date now, aren't we? Yeah, so, so a fun fact, um, the town council, there's six of us, and uh, we actually represent um, three graduating classes from Smyrna High School. All of us graduated from Smyrna High School. Uh, three of us, myself, Raquel, and Mary Esther, graduated in 89. That's right. Tim and Mark graduated in 75. And and, with and, HG. And HG. And yeah. Jerry graduated in, in uh, 73. 73. <clears throat> so um, <clears throat> I don't know if we're the only ones in the state, but I bet we're the only ones in the state that have um, a council made up of all local high school graduates. Probably right? a, a, a large municipality, you know, because you're 50,000 plus. There may be some smaller right. towns that that don't have that population that may have that situation but y'all are unique yeah so i i uh, i actually moved to smyrna from south nashville uh in the mid 80s um came to thurman francis was uh i think ninth grade so the last year back then ninth grade wasn't in the high school um i, I tell this story to mary esther all the time the first person i met when i came to school was mary esther she came up and introduced myself i think she was de facto mayor at that point um, but, uh, she, she she came up and introduced herself to this to the strange little new kid you know and and we've been friends ever since and I, I, I joke that every time she calls me I get work out of it so I just don't answer her phone calls anymore, but, that's uh, a great story but yeah we started I started in uh, 86 uh, graduated in 89 uh, I left four days after graduation and went in the Marine Corps uh, served in Paris Island served, God bless you went to a desert storm uh, served uh, 0311 infantry uh, got to attend scout sniper school and do some fun stuff um, at the end of my time my four years I came home and uh, was gonna re-enlist in uh, 1992 Bill Clinton got re-elected and um, they were starting to cut a lot of military benefits and services and since I already had you know combat action and uh, had kind of felt like I'd done everything that I could do I just decided to get out and come back home so uh, came back home and uh, started my own business for a little while. Um, ended up working for IBM and worked for IBM for 15 years in the IT department and uh, switched over uh, in 2001. I went to work for uh, Nissan as a IBM contractor and then in 2010 full-time Nissan. And I work now as a, I'm a head of legal operations for Nissan headquarters. Um, so that's kind of, you know, how it got to where I'm at. Um, I've got two children, uh, Kevin and uh, Stephanie. Kevin's uh, also served in the Marine Corps. He just got out April of this year, and so he's God here. He's well. here back home. Uh, works for Lee Company, and then my daughter also works at Nissan. She's a payroll analyst for Nissan, and she lives about a mile from your station here, right here in Murfreesboro. <laughs> so, and she's been married to uh, uh, Mark uh, Gagne's son, the principal at Plainview. Um, C Caleb Gagne is my son-in-law, and they've been married uh, about three years. Wow. So. wow. Best for last here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're, so we're saving the uh, 
distinguished older yes. gentleman for that. <laughs> I, think, I think we did go by age. I think you're younger than me. No. Are you I'm the oldest of me. Well, we I'm actually, you know, ladies always first, so, you know. Well, she looks younger than us. Well, let's go with that. Yeah, we can go with that. Uh, I'm Tim Morrell, and, uh, you know, I actually learned something today. We have something in common, Steve. I actually moved from the South Nashville area uh, at the end of my eighth grade year and started Thurman Francis my ninth grade year yeah, and I actually had uh, as one of my teachers uh, Miss Victory <laughs> so you know there's the yeah. there's that connection there um, you know uh, it's uh, I've had a fun time getting to where I'm at you know I, I graduated Smyrna High School and I think of it as, as the Smyrna High School right. the the original where sure. you walk the hallways Wayne and, and I walk the hallways Hazelwood Drive played on the same football field yes and uh, kind of grew up around the same group of friends. You might be just slightly older, but uh, I knew who Thank you Thank you, that's awfully kind of you. I knew who you were back in the day. I knew who you were back in the day. Okay, well thank you, brother. Uh, you know, went to MTSU and uh, went to school for a while, and uh, my father had a, a really seriously, uh, serious bad accident, and I had to uh, drop out of school for a while and help take care of the family. Uh, he got back on his feet, literally, uh, I found myself uh, uh, in Texas, going to the University of Texas, where I graduated. Uh, but you know, Smyrna was always home. Growing up, my father had jobs where he uh, transferred quite a bit, so we were never in any in any one place for an extended period of time, except for Smyrna. And so Smyrna was always home. And when I had the opportunity to move back, I did. Uh, went to work for a couple of uh, insurance carriers uh, at at the corporate level. Kind of got tired of the corporate grind. Um, had an opportunity to go to work for Miller and Lowry Insurance at the at at the time, and uh, they were opening up a location in Smyrna, and uh, it got me back into the community, and uh, that's what I wanted. I immediately plugged into Rotary, uh, where you and I have been there for you you more than me, but since 2003 in Rotary for me. Uh, around in 2006, I got asked to serve on the Planning Commission, which was a great way to learn about all the workings of Smyrna. And then in 2008, I first ran for office um, and was elected, and uh, I've been there ever since, still and still serving on the Planning Commission. And that may be another op option here or opportunity is to kind of, uh, you know, share with the audience what your like you said, with the planning commi uh, commission, and and tell about uh, share how that operates and what uh, what the other two of you, what committees or commissions or programs that you serve on within the the, the town. Okay, um, actually, I serve on two. I am the liaison for the arts board that we have in the town, um, and that role is um, there is a board of citizens that we promote the artistic community in Smyrna and so uh, we work with the different artists uh, clubs association associations uh, corporations uh, excuse me cooperatives we have the Smyrna uh, 
arts cooperative and we also work sometimes with the Murfreesboro cooperative and just promote art and culture throughout the town um, and so at this point with that group we are actually um, in the process of revamping the uh, focus of the group in order to be more of an advocate for the arts um, in the past we have um, provided um, events for the arts to take place. And since we now have the different cooperatives, we are looking more to just uh, support them in those roles rather than actually doing events. So we are actually in the process of putting together a survey for um, the citizens to take in order to find out the types of uh, arts-related uh, concerns that the citizens may have. So, so that's one of the things that we're working on right now. And then the second uh, board that I sit on is the Charity Assistance Board. And the Charity Assistance Board actually it has um, funds that the town has budgeted in order to be able to uh, provide grants to different nonprofit organizations that uh, support and work with citizens in the town of Smyrna. And so we're actually in that in the process right now of going through that. Uh, nonprofits uh, fill out applications and um, request certain monies in order to help with different projects that they're working on and so they go through the charity assistance board to um, try to get assistance with their particular projects so we see all different types of agencies that come in and provide information and actually go through an interview process and a lot of times we are able to fund um, multiple um, nonprofits that provide assistance to not only the town of Smyrna but Rutherford County but we do try to focus in on those that w provide assistance for the town of Smyrna uh, citizens mm -hmm. so those are the two boards that I work on at the moment Mr. Sullivan yeah so I'm also on a couple of boards obviously I'm, I'm on the board of zoning appeals I'm the chairman of that board I've been on that board for I don't know 10 or 12 years before I was elected um, that's kind of was my first foray into uh, committees um, that board is a little unique it's the only um, board in the town of Smyrna that's judicial which means our decision is final essentially um, you know most of the folks that come see us are looking for an exemption to some sort of uh, ordinance or coding rule um, so they're they've already been denied or told that they can't do something and they're looking for us to make an exception so uh, it's it's in my opinion and the, and the way we approach that board is it's extremely important to be consistent um, so that's one of the things that me and that that the, my other board members really focus on is, you know, we're not going to uh, it's easy to kind of fall into, you know, I want to help this person. They seem like a great person and, you know, I want them to be able to build their pool where they want it or whatever. But uh, we've got to be consistent. Right. And if we've denied, you know, similar requests in the past, then we're going to deny it this time. And that's one of the things that we kind of pride ourselves on is we often look back at previous decisions and say, what did we do in this case or how did we handle that case? before we make a decision and to make sure that we're being consistent across the board and i think that's you know that's kind of the role of government right you got to be consistent in every decision you make and that's it's a challenge it's a fine line because sometimes your heartstrings get pulled a little bit right um, and then i'm also on the rutherford county library board um, um, they manage uh, eagleville smyrna uh, line ball um, and um, the mgl tech uh, so laverne i think is the only one that's not part of the system um, I am on the uh, 
finance committee uh, for that board and I'm also the chair of the uh, facilities and equipment committee so I've uh, been on that board for uh, four years I believe um, and uh, that, that one's a really um, pretty fulfilling board it uh, it's amazing to me the amount of work that goes into running a library system and the amount of effort that folks put in um, that that board though uh, they are funded by the town and by by the county so um, all of their funds come from uh, money from the cities and uh, we are a little bit unique we we are we budget for that every year but we are locked in to whatever amount we give them this year we can never go backwards we have to give them the same amount next year or more and so it's really um, it, it's really on us to make sure that we're not just blindly approving budget requests because we're locked in forever and if the economy turns or taxes get tight we still have to make that commitment and so it makes it a little tough um, but it's it's been a fun it's it's been a fun uh, that's been a fun board to be on that's great. Well, I think we're coming against our first break. And I uh, hope you enjoy the members of the town council of Smyrna we got with us today. And we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. This is the Roundtable from News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and worldwide at WGNSradio.com. Classroom closures, small business lockdowns, mask mandates. Government bureaucrats failed us during COVID. They infringed on our freedoms, left school children behind, and hurt our economy. But here in Tennessee, another unelected board of bureaucrats decides if and where healthcare providers can expand services and care. Tennessee's Certificate of Need, or Con Law, gives government bureaucrats too much power over our care. Those bureaucrats and their endless red tape limit access to quality health care choices. Consider these facts. Today, only half of hospitals in Tennessee with maternity wards have a NICU. We want to make it easier for health care providers to respond to the needs of Tennessee families. Tennessee's population is growing, and it takes three to four years to build a new hospital. It's time to put patients first. Tell your legislator to fully repeal the Tennessee con. Paid for by Center for Individual Freedom. This is Good Neighbor Events with Bart Walker. Brought to you by the law offices of John Day and AmeriCare Pest Control. WGNS encourages you to shop local. And we think it's important to listen local, too. Remember to take advantage of early voting. It's going on right now through November 3rd. There's a local author fair starting at 10 o'clock this Saturday morning at the Smyrna Public Library. That's at 400 Enon Springs Road West. 18 local authors will be there and a great opportunity to learn more about our community. Again, the local author fair starts at 10 o'clock this Saturday morning at the Smyrna Public Library. And there will be trick-or-treating around the historic Murfreesboro Square on Halloween afternoon. That's Monday, October 31st, from 3 until 5. Do you have your tickets yet for the Read to Succeed Spelling Bee? Well, that's next week. That's right, next Thursday, November 3rd at 5.30 in the evening over at the Cooper Ridge Event Venue on Betty Ford Road. Call 615-738-READ or visit their website, readtosucceed.org. 
From News Radio WGNS, those are Good Neighbor events. Good Neighbor Weather! A wind advisory is in effect here for the forecast area. We'll see a few scattered showers and thunderstorms here this afternoon with cloudy skies and a high into the upper 70s. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 68. Your time's valuable. Don't spend it cleaning your business. Let Bystar Building Solutions do the work for you. Go to BystarBuildingSolutions.com for a free quote on cleaning your commercial, medical, or government building. BystarBuildingSolutions.com. This is the Roundtable from News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and worldwide at WGNSRadio.com. And good morning and welcome back to the second segment of the WGNS Roundtable with your host uh, Rick Hall and Wayne Blair. And uh, it's our pleasure this morning to have uh, members of the uh, Smyrna Town Council, uh, Raquel Peoples and Steve Sullivan and uh, Tim Morrell. And we were, uh, this first segment, you talked a little bit about yourselves, about your family, uh, talking about your assignments as far as the different committees within the town council and um, uh, Tim I think it's your turn to kind of share your okay thank you uh, yes I'm on the uh, planning commission and um, something I've been a part of for about 18 years now it, it's it's one of those uh, commissions that when you join it's a huge learning curve and you just you know you try to you're drinking water from a, a fire hydrant, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trying to to take everything in, but you know it's something that you you continue to learn uh, about, and uh, as you serve, you uh, get a little more knowledgeable about what's going on. And you know the the main focus of the planning commission is to take the comprehensive plan that we have and to enact it. And the comprehensive plan is kind of the master plan of how you're going to build out your community so that's your blueprint right there so when someone comes before us as far as uh, wanting to build homes in an area or an industrial building or um, commercial building retail restaurant whatnot we're looking at we're looking at that blueprint and we're looking to see what fits and you know Steve talked about consistency uh, a, a bit ago it's something that we strive to be consistent with as well. But, you know, it's uh, what's interesting in the whole dynamic of it is things continue to evolve as far as um, types of homes that, that people want to live in, uh, types of businesses that come into town. And so you're, you're ever evolving and uh, making changes, but in the, the spirit of things, you're, you're maintaining that, that blueprint is how you, you know, build uh, build out your community. Uh, the second thing, um, I'm not sure it's really a committee or whatnot, but I serve uh, the town uh, with the Economic Development Board of Rutherford County. So with that, we're looking at recruiting businesses, industries, companies. Um, we're bringing jobs to Rutherford County. And uh, that's something that I've done for about six years now. Uh, and really enjoy that aspect of it. And I think it works nicely with planning as well, because you know when we're meeting with folks, we may know of a particular track of land that's available and we would know if it's gonna work with what 
their their use uh, is what they're proposing, and we can make suggestions and modifications, or maybe even move them to a different site if, if uh, the need be. You know, uh, when you and I were in high school, the uh, the town was well, maybe my senior year in '72. I'm not sure we had 3,000 people mm -hmm. in our community, and now what? I asked them at 55, 54, 55, 55. Yeah. you know, and all of a sudden trying to get to services, I suspect may, may be problematic for, especially for people that have moved in recently mm -hmm. and trying to figure out where you go and who you contact to, uh, you know, take care of whatever need they would, they might have. Yeah, we, we have actually uh, tried to keep that small town feel, you know, you still have uh, familiar faces at the utility windows or at public works um, when you go up to request services or whatever. But, you know, that that's one of the biggest challenges or balancing acts that we have to do is we have to balance development and industry and, and you know, planning um, the town with also keeping that, that down home Smyrna feel that we all love. That's the reason why we're still here. And um, it's 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 a challenge. That's the biggest part. I think um, you know we we hear at least I, I know I do. We hear a lot that you know the town council needs to put a grocery store on the east side, or the town council <laughs> needs to do something. And it, it's one of those things that if, I don't think folks really understand how that works. You know, our job really is to um, kind of police or manage the development as it comes in. We can't really decide what gets developed or where. Um, if the property is already zoned a certain way. And I think that's one of the things that planning and economic development has been really good at helping us, um, I guess, facilitate and ensure that we uh, kind of follow follow that small town feel, but also manage the, the, the growth as it comes. And, you know, there's all of us kind of have that feeling, you know, sometimes that we're growing too fast or we have too much growth, but uh, the best we could do is manage it. I say all the time, you're either growing or you're declining. It's kind of like a church, right? You're either getting more members or you're losing members, and nobody wants to be declining. So it's a good place to be. Um, the town of Smyrna has benefited huge from the growth. I mean, we look at parks like Cedarstone and like our Jeff Coos Memorial, and you know our, our road system is uh, constantly being upgraded and widened and improved. Our sewer system, we're spending a $30 million project right now on upgrading our sewer system to be able to handle the growth. Um, we were running at about 60% uh, capacity. With this with this improvement, we'll be running at you know less than 40% capacity. So we'll be we'll be positioned for the future uh, for a while. And uh, you know, that's the kind of stuff that, you know, we have to make sure we're funding and make sure we're taken care of, but at the same time uh, trying to trying to keep it small, trying to keep it that feel. So many municipalities struggle with the water. <clears throat> You know, the uh, Atlanta is a prime example. Uh, they've grown so fast that they really outgrown their water supply. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, being near Percy Priest uh, is is pretty advantageous, but, but you still have to uh, uh, process what yep. you take out of the yep. lake or Stones mm -hmm. River. Well, S Smyrna is also one of the few towns that we actually have to buy our water. Um, Percy Priest was originally built as a recreation lake, not as a water supply. So um, the TVA, we, we have an agreement with the TVA that uh, 
Jeff Peach and our legal department manages, and we're limited to the number of gallons, the millions of gallons we can get out of the water, out of the lake. And now we get credit for everything we put back. Um, and so it's a balancing act there. And we're, we're constantly having to kind of negotiate that arrangement. Um, you know, there, we also sell water to some of the neighboring communities. Nolan's one, a couple other folks. So, you know, that's always an opportunity. You know, if at some point we get kind of locked down on how much water we can get, we may have to pull back some that we're selling. But for now, we're, we're managing well, and we're doing a really good job at putting water back and getting those credits. Uh, we actually put the water back cleaner than we get it. Um, it's kind of a joke that we've told our water treatment manager that we want him to test the water just take a drink right out of what we're putting back since it's cleaner than what we're getting and uh, rick you probably knew that i i did not know that i just thought we just we just pulled from the lake yeah, to be we, honest. yeah we, and everyone else murfreesboro gets it before the reservoir so murfreesboro gets it right out of stones river they don't have to pay for it um laverne gets theirs from nashville i think and old hickory lake they don't have to buy water because its primary purpose was for fresh drinking water so uh, Mount Julian, Lebanon, those communities get their water out of Old Hickory without having to pay for it. So we're- yeah, I think Sulphur Springs is a line. So if you think the Sulphur Springs off Florence Road, the bridge, if you're basically north of the bridge, that's core upstream from that, you own to the center of the river. Yeah, oh, so. okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, you know, there's obviously communities around the country that have to pay for the water, but in the Mill Tennessee yeah. area, we're the only one. Paying for it and having access to it. Yes. <laughs> you know, yeah, the fact that there's water we can buy is a, yeah, pl- is a, exactly is a good right. thing. Yeah, I remember seeing Lake Lanier, which is north of uh, uh, Atlanta, that, the, that apparently Atlanta has uh, drawn from. I remember several years ago seeing a picture, an aerial picture. It looked like a mud puddle, and it, that's a pretty huge body of water. Well, I think Vegas is running into that now with Lake Mead. It's, right. yeah, it's going to nothing. But uh, I think the water rights of that, the cropland, has got a hold of it, and that's what's using the balance of the water. And we could talk about uh, draining the aquifers underneath in the Midwest, and yeah. you know, that that could be a whole different program, and yeah. it and it affects us locally. Yeah. I mean, water's water water's a precious commodity. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Where do y'all think? And this is a loaded question, I guess. But what's y'all's five year? Look, outlook of when y'all meet five years from now do y'all look at things that far in the future or how do y'all go about your planning as far as what I, direction i tell you what i'll i'll tackle the roads portion of it and you guys jump in as you feel but of course you know as we grow we got to be able to move people and um i think you've seen recently if you've been down sam ridley the benefits that uh happen when you go to a six lane type highway you work at key intersections to make sure they're signalized and some of the ones that were not as key you know you just close them off and we're moving uh, folks around so you know if you look at roadways uh, from Sam Ridley uh, also in conjunction with Sam Ridley we're we're expanding Genie Lane so if you think of uh, Academy and is that Cheney? No, wait, that's... That's Cheney and uh, Wolverine. Wolverine, thank you. Uh, Roundabout will go there. We'll run Cheney through the backside of the businesses, and uh, there's a church there, and it will connect in to uh, Potomac Place. So in essence, uh, as uh, on the opposite side with President's Place, where you can move folks uh, from basically retail to retail type of establishment without being on Sam Ridley, we're going to do that on the opposite side. 
Uh, of course, an, another project, a Spring Hill Drive project, where we're going to have a, a second connection back into the Rocky Fork schools. Uh, you see what's going on with Jefferson Pike now as far as the widening there. Um, Amelville Road will be our, our next big project beginning with the interchange there. So, uh, you know, we've got to get people on and off the interstate there. Uh, and then once we have them on Amelville Road, we've got to get them to 840. And of course, probably the biggest piece of, of uh, what we've got, if you're looking at what we're going to do over five years and probably beyond that in all reality, would be the Rocky Fork Enon Springs connection to uh, McEwen Drive. And that's a that's a huge project because it's not Smyrna only. That's it's right. Smyrna, Rutherford County, Nolansville, Williamson County, and, and uh, Franklin that are involved. And, you know, they're working with uh, the MPO uh, to get funding, uh, and we're moving forward with that. And, you know, I'm more optimistic about that project because we've really got that regional um, element to it that you need in order to move forward. And I think that would be a great corridor, corridor as far as economic growth, um, movement between Nissan uh, plant to Nissan office, the an ancillary uh, offices and businesses and companies that work with uh, Nissan and have uh, facilities in Smyrna and elsewhere. It's going to be huge. So lots going on with roads and, uh, and we, I'm going to pass it off to my one of the uh, things that um, you know, I think I'm one of the most proud moments I have is that Smyrna took the lead on that initiative um, on that Rocky Fork corridor over to McEwen uh, we actually funded the project and reached out to the other entities and then had got their buy-in and then they're essentially reimbursing us to pay for all the development or the engineering that we're doing so um, it's it's you know our our town our our council is the ones that kind of have been pushing and driving that. Franklin and Williamson County and Owensville have already kind of uh, laid out the path. We're working on finalizing exactly where the path would go so that we can ensure land doesn't get developed, right? Because um, that's that that's the only thing really that could stop us is if you know somebody puts a subdivision in our way or something like that. <laughs> so. Um, you know, we we also have a lot of stuff going on with our, our park system. Um, uh, you know, we we talked about Cedarstone a little bit. And if, if most of the people in Smyrna, I think by now, have been able to go out and enjoy that, but if they haven't, um, that park is phenomenal. I mean, it's it's top class. Uh, I've had the opportunity to manage and run uh, a couple of concession stands out there for some big tournaments, and uh, we we see these folks come in from all over the country, and that's. They, they come up to the concession stand just to tell somebody how nice the park is. Um, they, they, can't, they can't sing enough praises on how nice and how fun. Um, you know, Rick, you and I played baseball. You can imagine playing as a little kid on turf fields of that quality, right? We, yeah. we had to pick, take our hat off and pick rocks up off the dirt and throw them <laughs> over the, out of the fence, right? So, you know, it's just amazing that, uh, that we have that kind of facility available to our youth. And then... You know, we have a plan there, um, and I think it's in the five-year plan to, to double that complex, another four-field complex mm -hmm. out there. We're adding pickleball courts, another concession stand, restrooms. So there's there's more uh, to come on that piece of property, um, and it'll just it, it'll just continue to explode. Um, you build schools out there like uh, Stewart's Creek, and then you throw a, a high-class park like that, 
then what's going to happen is development like crazy, right? And that's the other part of what we're seeing out there. Any chance of upgrading some of the older parks as well? Yeah, yeah. we have actually been kicking around and talking about adding some turf infields. Uh, you talked about Smyrna High School, uh, the, the original Smyrna High School in Hazelwood. Thank you. You know, the, 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 <laughs> the Lafayette Barnacle field there that yeah. Rick and I played baseball on. Exactly. Uh, that was our high school field for years, and that one we're looking at uh, – turfing that one it, that one's always been kind of a drainage runoff problem every time it rains it's kind of elevated so every all the dirt runs off sure so uh, we're looking at adding some turf and uh, you know we, we're upgrading LEDs around town wherever we can when we're replacing lights we're replacing them with brighter more efficient LEDs um, we've replaced all of the scoreboards in the town uh, I don't know if anybody's noticed those but our scoreboards were 30 or 40 years old on all of our youth fields and most of them were free scoreboards provided by Pepsi. Um, so, you know, it was a program they offered in the 80s and uh, that's long ended and they pretty much said we're no longer going to support them or anything so if it dies you're on your own. But well, we've now uh, purchased digital scoreboards, uh, wireless digital scoreboards for every, I think every field, I think everyone has them now. Um, even Volunteer Park and Todd Lane. Um, so there's a lot of activity. We spent um, uh, several hundred thousand dollars at Volunteer Park last year uh, replacing some fences, extending the fields, fixing some lights, replacing lights, adding scoreboards. So we've made that park an adult park. Um, most of us that know, remember Volunteer Park, it was always girls softball and it was a small field, 285 foot fences. And we have uh, extended those to 300 foot fences and raised them uh, 12 feet so they play about 335 now so they're hosting we're hosting adult tournaments there adult slow pitch softball tournaments there um, mostly probably seven or eight tournaments a year almost every month during the play season well that's become a huge thing it is it is yeah I'm, we, I'm we, granddad world now and my my grandbaby's in soccer and <laughs> here in the growing pains at the mm-hmm. soccer rotary park of mm-hmm. They got a hundred teams. I think they're about to do a tournament in, and yeah. um, where they're going to put everybody. The hotels are already full, and they're reaching over. I think clear into Mount Juliet to find sure. hotels to house yeah. people. Yeah. But you were talking about the plan, and you've been talking about um, the parks. Um, we do have a master plan for our parks, and so there have been quite a few upgrades that we're looking at, and um, the walking trails. There's going to be some um, improvements to those as well. Um, and some of the other things that are in the master plan are we have some sidewalk sidewalk projects going on. So there's going to be new sidewalks built along Old Nashville Highway. Um, we've gotten a grant to, and downtown, and we have a grant to uh, extend sidewalks off of Florence Road. So uh, in our plans, we look at um, infrastructure as well as making um, the infrastructure infrastructure. Uh, more accessible for livability, walkability, um, access to all to citizens of all um, all different types of transportation modes. So, so that plan that you're talking about, we, it considers a lot of different avenues um, as we progress and move forward and make improvements in the town. Yeah, and you know, downtown uh, Raquel, I think we're going to start to see a lot of fruits of the labor with the hardscapes and yeah. landscaping that's going to go in. Um, that's going to um, not only project a newness but at the same time preserve that old town feel so that when we have depot days or you know some of the committees that you're involved in are, are very heavily involved in in simply Smyrna and some of the other things 
um, you're going to see an improved downtown area. So it's going to be very pleasant to drive through there and uh, park, go to a local restaurant, uh, go to a local retail establishment. You know, the walkability, you know, we'll be able to walk across the, the railroad tracks there. Um, it, it's going to make it, uh, you'll have that hometown feel, but there'll, there'll be that sense of excitement and that, that sense of uh, uh, business and the, the, the really feel that you've got a vibrant community going on in the downtown area. As you know, Wayne, <laughs> that used to be where you went for everything. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 What we so we talked about roads and parks. The one thing we didn't mention was emergency services, and that's the other area I wanted to make sure we hit. Um, as part of the Jefferson Pike uh, widening and the work with Mike Collinshead and Smyrna Ready Mix, uh, we did kind of a, a, a trade off on some land, uh, two acres right there at uh, Hickory Grove Road. So um, talking about five year plans, we've got a plan to build a new fire hall and actually emergency services center. So it'll be shared with police and everyone will have kind of a, a substation they can use out there to service that part of our, our community. We've also done a land swap for some land on uh, Rocky Fork, uh, right by the Rocky Fork Middle Schools, uh, which will be another potential fire hall location in the future. Um, we've made some changes to our police department recently, um, allowing everyone to have a car to take home. Um, we're working constantly to ensure that we're the highest paid police officers in the county. Uh, and Smyrna is actually uh, all employees. Uh, yeah, yeah. But well, yeah, yeah. but the uh, police department is one of the things we focused on. Uh, we don't want to lose police because of pay. It's hard enough being a police officer, but it, we don't want pay to be the factor. So that's where we've, we've really focused in on emergency services as well. Well, great. I think we're coming up against our last break, oh, yeah, so yeah. why don't we take our last break and we'll come back and, and finish this up. But thank you for listening to us this morning. We'll be right back. Learn to make money five ways with rental real estate. Double your money with apartments and get your map to financial freedom. And that map starts with a free workshop. Sign up now at lifestylesunlimited.com. Click on the Join Free Workshop tab and attend online or in person. That's lifestylesunlimited.com. Lifestylesunlimited.com. Again, that's lifestylesunlimited.com. Limited seating, unlimited potential. Guys, there's a lot of people talking about testosterone. Do your homework and be sure to go to a provider that you can trust. I recommend Low T Center. It's where I get my levels checked. Low T Center exclusively specializes in men's wellness. They check all your levels, not just your testosterone, and they determine the cause of any symptoms you're having and whether you're a candidate for low T or something else like low thyroid or sleep apnea. Typically, their annual health assessment is completely covered by health insurance, and they check everything, including PSA which is prostate levels, thyroid, liver, and kidney function, cholesterol, glucose levels, and more. Low T Center has affordable and convenient options for treatment, including monitored self-inject treatment that ships directly to you each month. Make your health a priority. Schedule your annual health assessment at Low T Center today. It's covered by most health insurance or less than $100 cash pay. Go to LowTCenter.com to book your appointment online. That's LowTCenter.com. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Hi, this is Bob Cornell, pastor of Covenant Church right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. The answer that you've been looking for is found in Jesus and what he accomplished at the cross. 
You see, Jesus changes lives from the inside out. We would love for you to join us at Covenant Church, located at 1124 Brinkley Ave, right here in Murfreesboro. We have services Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. You can learn more about us at our Cornell Ministries YouTube channel. We want you to grow in Christ at Covenant Church. Here at Bud's Tire, we make buying Michelin tires simpler. I'm Allison Mitchell with Bud's Tire Pros. We offer a straightforward approach to service, including nationwide warranties with every purchase. Stop in today to see our full lineup of Michelin and BF Goodrich tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin and BF Goodrich have a tire to fit any need. Bud's Tire Pros, hassle-free, guaranteed. We're located on East Main Street, exactly three miles from the town square, one mile past Rutherford Boulevard. Visit us online at BudsTireProsTN.com. At Georgia Career Institute, your journey is our priority. Our specialized programs focus on preparing future professionals for entry into a successful career in the beauty and wellness industries. Students are taught real-world, authentic salon and spa experiences, utilizing state-of-the-art equipment, professional facilities, and qualified educators to master these specialty trades. Located in Murfreesboro on Memorial Boulevard, find out how you can become part of the Georgia Career Institute family at gci.edu. That's gci.edu. Hi, this is Trevor Tidwell from Bell Jewelers, and if you have loose gemstones, we can help you at Bell Jewelers. We have many different settings you can pick from where we can set your stones in. Come to Bell Jewelers, bring your loose gemstones, and make it into a necklace, a ring for your significant other. Many people come in to Bell Jewelers with ideas they've seen on the internet, images of rings they would want to create or necklaces, and we make that the reality. Come see us at Bell Jewelers, 821 Northwest Broad, across from Tews. This is the Roundtable from News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and worldwide at WGNSRadio.com. And good morning again, and welcome to the final segment of the WGNS Roundtable with uh, with Rick and Wayne. And again, it's been our pleasure this morning to have members of the Smyrna Town Council. Uh, Raquel Peoples, uh, Steve Sullivan, and uh, Tim Morrell, and we've we've talked about your different activities with the council, um, and I'll just throw this out. Maybe there'll be some conversation, but there may be some other things you'd like to uh, discuss. But you know, whenever they're doing rating uh, municipalities or communities for their you know top ten best places to live or or um, whatever that category may be, but uh, the arts, the library system, the park system always seems, of course, availability of, of work, but those three always seem to be at the top of, of those lists, and I, I think uh, the town of Smyrna uh, meets all those criteria. Yeah, I'm going to take it a step further if you don't mind. Sure. Uh, one of our accolades that we've gotten over years is Smyrna is uh, one of the best places to retire. And I, I think there's two reasons. We've had a real fo- focus as, as a council to see the type of um, homes and uh, places for our seniors to move to. You know, maybe they're not looking for that two-story home uh, with a, a huge, lard, uh, huge yard, uh, but it's it's all really interconnected as far as what we're doing you know we talked about what we're doing from a parks perspective you know that there's 
there's something that's geared towards seniors. Arts, again, something that seniors really enjoy. We have a very active senior citizen, uh, senior citizen center. And it, so you, you take that with us when we get developments that are brought to us and we're talking to developers and we're saying, okay, where's our 55 and up product? What, what do we have in the way of housing for seniors? And we push for that. And you take all those things plus you know, a real passion of mine has been the development of a world-class medical community. And with Stonecrest, you're seeing that. There, there's um, not many procedures that can't happen there. And you're seeing the doctors and the clinics and the, and the supporting community build around that. So to your point, I, I think that uh, when we look at accolades uh, and the things that, you know, we're proud of, I think mine has been our focus on our 55 and up community yeah we got we we try to make sure that um even if a even if a product's coming in that may not initially look like it's geared towards that community that we're including things uh, a good example is the the complex on lowry the the apartment complex that is just opening on lowry street um, when they initially came to us they were six buildings and only two had elevators uh, we pushed for them to include elevators in all six buildings so that uh, a senior, uh, a 55 and over person could live on the third floor of any one of those buildings and still have access. So with lobbied entrances and uh, an apart and uh, elevators, it made that uh, basically completely available to, to everyone. And that, that's the kind of stuff, you know, we, it was, the property was already an R6 product, you know, it was going to be apartments at some point. Uh, nothing we could do to stop that. Um, not that we um, were even trying in this case, that it was a good fit for what we wanted there. But, um, you know, the best thing we could do is try to get what we could use out of it. And that's what we did. It's a, it's a high-end product that's going to really change the face of downtown. I think it brings a lot of people to that area. So that's kind of some of the, the, the ways we focus on it. There's a, it's a complex uh, we just approved on Almaville Road yeah. uh, near the winery there that's gonna have a whole section of 55 and over. Mm -hmm. um, so almost every development, we're looking at benefits for the 55 and over community. And there's some 55 and older special subdivision, I think they're yes. called. Uh, yes. There's one in Spring Hill, uh, one here uh, playing for Murfreesboro, mm -hmm. and, and I forget the name of it. Yeah, we, we have one actually, uh, Sean Collins has planned one on Rocky Fork Almaville Road. Uh, that's um, I can't remember the name of it. It's uh, it, it may not be named at this point. Yeah, but it, he's got one that 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 whole community is 55 and over. I think it's something like 70 or 80 houses. Oh, um, I'm, I'm sorry, you're talking about the one that's under right, development, right now. next by his house. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I can't remember. I the can't name. remember the name, but I do know this that um, if they're not 100% sold out, they will be soon. Yeah. I would say you and Ron Alley. With uh, with the arts, uh, with his participation, y'all y'all probably have a pretty good uh, give and take on on a regular basis with your participation in that in that commission. Yes, he he's actually on the, in a part of the commission as well. So he brings um, a lot of art background and resources to the table, um, and so we work um, hand in hand with him on a lot of that. The uh, the old theater I know that it's been uh, has been renovated. Uh, I assume it's going to be a venue for for entertainment some somehow. Yeah, you know I, I spoke with the owner and he has uh, 
a couple of things in mind. Number one, he wants to be able to show movies there. Uh, but number two, he also wants to use the stage to do local productions or, uh, you know, theater, music, uh, things along those lines that uh, that was his ultimate vision of what would be developed there. The old Franklin Theater, downtown Franklin, mm -hmm. <clears throat> although they show some, some movies, uh, some vintage movies, but they also have some vintage entertainers there as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've People, attended a couple of concerts there. I have been really well. nice. Uh, that's that's a, that's a neat venue over there. Yeah, I think that's right in line with what we would like to see happen there. Obviously, it's privately owned, and you know, that, but that's his plan. Um, it would help to revitalize that downtown area further than we've already started. You know, we we have a lot of folks invested in that effort to try to make uh, downtown uh, uh, the place to go again. Um, Jeremy Bird is uh, rebuilding uh, the building behind his uh, building, and it's he's going back to original kind of design and look and feel. Uh, he's adding a rooftop patio, so he, he's doing some cool things. And you know, with the red bicycle that's come in downtown, and I think he's got plans for a couple another restaurant. Um, that's just adding more and more reasons for folks to come downtown and grab some Genardis, right? right? So we have we spend. Um, it seems like every month now there's something that's going on downtown. Mm -hmm. So at the depot, there's always um, activities there. Uh, we spent last weekend with um, a haunting a haunting on Front Street, mm -hmm. um, and then there we'll, we'll have something there for Christmas time as well. So I think we we do try to make sure that we uh, center a lot of those type of cultural activities around that area as well. Yeah. well so the, de the depot itself is turning into a great little venue. Yeah. Yes. I mean with the uh, you know the upgrade to the interior and now the exterior awning we got through the grant a, a grant through the uh, state of Tennessee to put that there with the seating. Yeah, so. I don't want to get away today without uh, letting the audience if if they want to share thoughts uh, is do the do the town's website uh, would that be the simplest way to contact you through through an email opportunity through through the yeah, website there, yeah there's a contact us and you can go to pretty much any council if you go to the town site and look for the council members you can go there and click a link and send us an email directly um, fortunately all of our emails are pretty easy it's first name dot last name at townofsmyrna.org so you don't have to go to the website and look for it. If you go to you know Steve Steve Sullivan at townofsmyrna.org or Tim Morell or Raquel Peebles. So um, and and it goes for the others as well. HG and Mark and and Jerry. All of your uh, in town committees or commissions, uh, uh, they're all broadcast. Is that correct? Um, I, I don't know that all most of them of are. Most, most of them, them are. are. Yeah, yeah. I know the Parks Advisory Board is not, but the BZA is planning is. Um, beer board Actually, and I don't think we're we're not on camera on the the charity on the charity assistance of stormwater stormwater yeah. yeah so some are some some are some are, they're all open meetings and the public's welcome but some are broadcast and some are not so remind the audience uh, when you meet as a town council 
we meet uh, generally, we meet the second Tuesday of every month and the fourth Thursday of every month. So the council meeting is the second Tuesday. Uh, that's actually the, the, the voting meeting where we actually uh, vote on items. Uh, the, the fourth Tuesday or fourth Thursday of the month is the uh, workshop. Okay. And that's usually where we discuss and set the agenda for the upcoming uh, meeting. It gives your staff members uh, the opportunity yes. to research any question. Uh, that you might have yeah, and of course everything goes through two readings so even if we get to that first reading and there's still more questions yeah. we have the next month as well so it gives us about 60 days to kind of go through things well, Rick and I would would love would like to uh, thank you for being with us uh, you're just amazing community leaders and uh, grateful for your leadership because uh, we know it's uh, it's it's pressing at some time can I also say one more thing before, I don't know how close we are to finishing, but I want to give kudos to our to the employees and the staff and the directors that we work mm -hmm. with. All of the things that we do, um, it starts with them. You know, they're very instrumental in um, implementing and bringing to us the different um, issues that we face in, in the different departments. And so what we do, we couldn't do without them. Sure. So I want to give them kudos for, for sure. sure. I'm, great. Point. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because yep. well, we would have been remiss to get out of here without that. We'd, yeah, be, we'd yeah, be on our you, way home thinking, yeah. crap, I forgot to mention the employees. So <laughs> well, thank that's, you. That's, it's all a team effort. Yeah. And again, thank you for being with us this morning. And uh, this is... Uh, the uh, WGNS Roundtable, which is every Tuesday at 9 o'clock with Rick Hall and Wayne Blair. And uh, look forward to being with you next Tuesday. Have a good rest of the week. <laughs>